Blog Talk Radio. Every day is Halloween Night Owls Radio with your host, the mysterious Miss X. The chat line is open and so is the phone number for your calls at 
because I saw something that next to the angels I never wanted to see. And I said, please, 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 I never want to see. <laughs> but I did this week. I told you last week. It's for the last 10 days now for those that actually bother to listen to the show. And at the last count, there are 10 of you. There are actually 10 people that listen to this show. Uh, let me remind you before I tell you what I never wanted to see that I did see within the last 10 days other than angels. I remind you that the chat room is open right now for all those people that told me for years and years and years they used to message me. All the letters we used to get. See the letters? What I hold here in my little hand? The letters for tonight. Oh. Night Owl's fan mail used to tell me all the time how they wanted to be on the show. Then they used to complain, all the directors, the filmmakers, the chilla thrillers themselves used to complain. Why isn't your chat room open? For all those years that I did not have internet access. On an internet radio show, I did not have internet access. Go and figure. So they would always complain today. Where's the chat room? Why isn't the chat room open? Well, then finally, lo and behold, we have it open. We've had it open for years. It's right there in blue, in glorious blue, black, with a little microphone on it. The chat room is open. You have to be live for those live listeners, including the R's. I'll tell you what the R is again in a minute. Well, in about 30 seconds, I'll tell you what the R is. If you don't know what I mean by the R's, I'll try to tell you again. We have no callers into 646-595-2579. Another last-minute show, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tonight, that it was another last-minute show. At 1 a.m. in the morning, supposed to go on air at the black dark time of 11.30 p.m. Eastern. Scary time. That's E-S-T, Eastern scary time. It's when we usually go on air on blogtalkradio.com. You got that? Write it down again. Blogtalkradio, period, C-O-M, com. We go on air at Eastern scary time of 11.30 p.m. on Friday nights. But tonight, I was so scared and so terrified of what I further found today from the R's of last week. And you'll have to listen to last week's show. Go into the archives at blogtalkradio.com, miss-x, and listen to what the R's are. If you don't know what the R's are, you're just going to have to listen. So it's because I'm looking at a, at a blue thing right now, Boxman, and really, literally, I'm too scared to talk about the R's again tonight. The subject is so scary in itself. It's such a scary subject in itself. I don't want to talk about it again. So I'm looking at this black plastic bag, and that's scary too. Everything is scary out here in the old wooden shack, because that's how the human mind sometimes works. My dears, the more you're scared, everything around you starts to become more scary. <laughs> what was that noise? <gasps> oh, oh, 
Moses, have you ever experienced that? Well, you will when you spot the R's and you hear a rustle, rustle, rustle. In the room at night, you suddenly you're all alone. It's dark. And you hear a rustle, rustle, rustle. Then you hear it again. Rustle, rustle, rustle. That's what it is. It's the R's. What I mean by the R's. I don't want to spell it out again. They're M's and they're R's. And they leave behind their little calling card. And I swept up their calling card today. And those squeaky noises, when you hear those, and you say, that's the wind. You're stupid like Miss X, and you say, that's just the wind. Oh, that must just be the wind. Oh, that must be the house. That must be the boards creaking. (laughs) I'm here to tell you, it's not time that you hear a noise that sounds like a disgusting, vile, horrifying, squeak, tip, squeak, or I just heard it again, like a bird or a bat out here as we're live outdoors. Yes, we are live outdoors with the blue, dark blueish clouds in the dark, inky sky. And you hear that, and you say, is that a bat? Or is it a bat? I'm not going to say it. I am not going to say the word because it just conjures up horrifying, horrifying images, which Miss X still not thinking about. I had two sightings. That's all I'm going to say. Two sightings. Better part of the last 10 days. And it's cold out here too, by the way. Yeah, live radio. Nobody else gives you a show like this. Where it's freezing cold and outside. Broadcasting out in the old wooden shack. Can you hear the, the birds and the crickets and the weird stuff that you can hear at night too? Listen. Can you hear it? Is it loud enough? You become very familiar with their noises. And then you see like this black shadow pass overhead, and it's not a plane. It's like a, maybe it's one of those, you think to yourself, maybe it's one of those huge pterodactyl-like birds, those huge hawks, which I did used to see fly out here over that. So you have, now you have your atmospheric chill my little night owls, because this is the show for the dateless, the lonely, sitting around on a Friday night. Now, before we lapse into the true life stories, true supernatural, as you humans call them, supernatural stories of tonight, before we launch into those, you should know by now, I've been telling you for nearly the last Six years, you must turn off all the lights and sit in the dark to hear this show because this show can only be heard in the dark. You don't know what it is about nighttime to wait for under cover of night to host these kind of shows. The best time for the fright. Our topic then. Tonight, she's rhyming. We still don't have anybody in the chat room, but the chat room is open. 
I'll try to lighten the mood so as not to scare you too bad. Remind you, a chat room for all your comments about your angelic stories. Your visits from the angels and angelic visits is open. Go to the chat room. You simply go to where you already are at blogtalkradio.com. Miss X. That's blogtalkradio.com. Miss X. You put your little yellow smiling face that's glaring up at me right now in the chat room. And you type in your angelic stories. We'd love to hear them for now. But instead, I'm going to tell you some of mine. Now, maybe this guy, this man was just walking quietly. Was it someone? I mean, I thought when I first heard this first angelic story of the night, I thought that maybe the man was just walking quietly. You know, if you've heard this show before, you know that we've talked about real-life angel visits before, beings that just seem to appear from nowhere and then disappear again, leaving no trace in the same mysterious fashion in which they appeared. And I will preface and preface this show by saying that Miss X indeed does believe in angels and in angel visits to Earth. However you want to call it, whatever you wish to name these supernatural beings, there definitely seems to be, there definitely seems to be something to it. Now, put on your dark maroon red lipstick. That's right, both the women and the men now listening. Both the women and the men. I want you to put on your dark red lipstick. Or leave your nice pink lips the way they are and get ready because you might have heard this first one. True life story now. But, oh, before we do that, let's take a little moment. I hold in my hand again a piece of paper containing, wiggle, 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 the wacky story of the week. We haven't done any wacky stories of the week in a long time. We're way overdue for a wacky story. I'm going to take over your little backpack there that looks kind of like a, somebody took a rainbow and crammed it all in with a bunch of crayons. has maroons and yellows on it. Maroons. Maroons. Maroon and yellow, and it says, I always think it says Congo on it, but it says Coogie. Coogie, however you pronounce that on it. Yeah, that's some of the things we are observing here in the old wooden shack. We have to describe for you because it's radio. The wacky story of the week, the woman that gave birth to 69 children. Yes, you heard me correctly. 69. It's correct. Oh, Miss Actional really could have done with washing my long tresses before starting the show tonight. The tresses need some laundering. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's getting cold here in the old wooden shack. Let me try to button up the little Jack. And the old wooden shack. Go button up Jack. Mm-hmm. She had 69 children. Now, first, I heard this and I said, there is no way. Come on now. That's impossible. That's nigh on impossible. Nobody can have 69 children. Well, you need to think again. <laughs> think again. Because... 
she had about six sets of twins. That's 12. That's more than 12. Six sets of twins. Yeah, 12. Four or six triplets. My God, this is making me sick just thinking about it. My goodness. I mean, can you imagine every time you go into labor, you're having three children, triplets, and you're having getting pregnant again and having triplets again. She had 27 pregnancies, 69 children in all. Now, all you little mathematicians out there, or mathematicians-to-be, Take 69 and divide it by 27, and you'll figure out for yourselves, for yourselves on average, how many children she had per pregnancy. So in other words, she was, in other words, she was always having twins, triplets, or quadruplets. So if every time you're pregnant, you have twins, triplets, or quadruplets, well, that's how you end up with 69 kids. So... She holds the world's record for having the most children of any woman in our really, really terrible research department that we have here at Blog Talk Radio, Miss X. We have this like terrible research department in the old wooden shack, so terrible, in fact, that the little wooden parts of the shack are falling down and falling over, and there's this really scary-looking old witchy broom with yellow straw in here, you know, straw-like fixtures on this old broom. <laughs> so they don't even know the name of this woman, but it was in Russia, I believe in the 1800s, Villa, Villa something. Villa something had 69 children in all. She holds the world's record. Children ever and that. My dears, it's our wacky story of the evening. Maybe he just walked quietly, you say. Or, dot, dot, dot. Or, the man's child needed a bottle, so he, a baby bottle, and he needed to warm it up. So he went in and spoke to a janitor. When he saw the janitor standing next to him, the janitor said, that water is not going to be enough to warm up that baby bottle. Let me run it under the main hot water area because that's going to help you. That will do the job. That's going to be a lot better. So he took the bottle from the man, turned on the hot water got and held the bottle beneath the flow of hot water. Not lukewarm, like when Miss X always says, always lukewarm. I gave that to a little cousin and told him, how, how is the water? Lukewarm. In less than a minute, the bottle was warmed, and this janitor gave it back to the husband. So the man thanks the janitor and goes back, to the wife and the son with the baby bottle. says, I met this janitor. Came out of nowhere. And he said, hey, I'll help you out with that. I'll warm that up for you. Okay. This was in the men's room. So the husband tells the story and he says, but you know, there's just one real, there's always like one really odd part in these stories. And the odd part 
with this story was he was in the men's room, but he never heard the janitor come in. And he said, it's strange because the hinges on the men's room door were really loud when I entered and left, but I never heard that janitor come in. Was that an angel visitor, the man with the baby baby bottle? The warming up, the warm water bottle man could have been an angel. Another true life story. It is the early 1900s. Picture now, you're in the white blizzard of the western Pennsylvania countryside. Miss X's aunt, true story now, told us before on this show about angels. It is the early 1900s. My aunts, who were then, I'm not sure how old the youngest one was, because if it's the two aunts I'm thinking of, they were at least about 15 years apart in age. Now, that's a really big gap, 15 years apart. So I can't imagine that one of them was that much younger than the other one. I mean, she couldn't have been like only six years old and the other one would have been 21 and she would have been able to get out of the drift. So I really don't understand that part of this little story that's been handed down to the ages. But the ants were trapped, not ants that crawl on the floor, the ants, A-U-N-T-S, are trapped in a snowdrift. Now, I've told you, you laugh at this, but I've been trapped in snowdrifts before in areas, I mean, I've been lost in a blizzard on wild countrysides with those green hills in areas that I'm familiar with because you can't see anything when the snow, for those of you that are so lucky, and I know you're out there because I know you listen to the show, and you're out there in your lovely, sunny, sunny, warm California, out there for all my California listeners. Maybe you don't know about how the snow actually swirls around you in a blizzard. You can't even keep your eyes open in a blizzard. So obviously I didn't know where I was going. It was like, I don't know how far the distance was to the campus from the hills. There's like hills that go down that I was trapped, trapped in this blizzard. Similar to, so if that could happen to me, and I was familiar with the place well, obviously in the Pennsylvania countryside, my hands very easily could have been trapped in like one of those snow drifts. So, there they were. Snow's in your face. My ants are settled down in there in this snowdrift. They're settled down in there. And here comes a man out of nowhere. A man they described as looking like Abraham Lincoln. That was their description. He looked like Abraham Lincoln. He picks them up out of the snowdrift. And remember, this you have to understand, because this is a very, very important part of the story, of this true life story. This Pennsylvania town is so small. It was a very small town. It's so small, as a matter of fact, that the town where my grandfather lived has since been gobbled up, yes, an entire town, gobbled up by a bigger district. And they don't even have the name of this town anymore. It's been gobbled up by a bigger town. So now there's a, it's been renamed because the, the town was so small that it's been renamed and sort of conglomerated together into this bigger town. So that gives you an idea of how small this little town was. So we see this man 
in this very small town who saves them out of a snowdrift and then seemingly disappeared. He disappeared after saving them. Well, they would have been able to see him in a snowstorm. Remember, it is a white snowstorm, and it's a very small town. So they go back and they start asking around the town. No one had ever seen or heard of this man. Everybody's going to know a newcomer in a small town. They had never seen or heard of him. We don't know anybody that looks like Abe Lincoln. Oh, that's a scary story. Just that, ooh, just that image in itself. And, you know, once you see an R like I did, you're, you're always, oh, like I just jumped right now thinking you see things move here. You think you see that shadow because that's how those things run. They run so fast. You can see that. Oh, it's so horrible. And the old wooden shack. That story you're familiar with, the priest who comes, there's the priest who comes along and the woman is stuck in the car. All the roads are blocked. Where was his vehicle? He seemingly disappeared through a cornfield. It was a very well-built car. The people went to thank him. He was gone. Others were trying to get her out of the car and their equipment wasn't working. At first, no one knows who this priest was. He appears, he looks like a priest. Part about it was he does not show up, apparently, in the 70 photos that were taken where this car broke down. Other people showed up. Why didn't the priest show up in the photos? (gasps) He didn't show up in the photos, sort of like Dracula. Well, later on, he did find out, apparently, who the priest was. Or, or... Was it an angel? Was the first one really an angel? I can tell you it happens. You hear these stories and you say these weird things haven't happened to you. Oh, but the things only appear weird because we're in this realm. They appear weird to us for our reality, as I've said many, many times, my dears. So I choke my way through the cobwebs here. There was a huge cobweb. Oh, huge here in the old wooden shack. And I think that the 1.5-inch spider got a little ticked off and went away. Because as soon as I touched his web to get those poor moths out of it, he suddenly got a look on his face. of He looked irritated at me, did that little spider. He wasn't little, he's huge. And he took off. But now I could tell you, it happens. It happens. Sightings of angels. Oh, it's creepy and cold out here and dark. It's the night to be talking about angel sightings. And of course, of course, the story of the angel Michael. There's the story of Michael and the man named for him who was in battle, a Christmas story that you've probably heard before. You supernatural aficionados. I probably heard this one. He's walking. The soldier is walking. And he saw ahead of him a man whose breath did not show in the cold air. It was winter outside, or it was cold enough that everybody else's breath was being shown. But this person's breath did not show, nor did he seem winded from walking. Are you new to the troop, the soldier asked. Just got here today, the strange soldier replied. They carry on walking, and the new soldier says, Look out, 
be careful. We will run into something ahead here. It's going to be something coming up ahead, but don't be worried. Well, the soldier falls and is wounded, and the angel soldier protects him. He either steps in front of him or somehow protects him from the Later, the man tells his commanding officer, it is a good thing that soldier was with me. And the officer says, what are you talking about? I was with you the whole time. There was no one next to you. How do you explain that one? My chiller thrillers. Then, of course, my personal story from my Miss X life. I'm in the cemetery. It's a bright green grass day. I'm laying down in great grief grandparents' grave so my whole body could envelope it. Comes along, out of nowhere, a very average-looking couple that appeared to be in their 60s, kind of overweight, you know, gray, 60s maybe. And they seemed to walk very fast to reach where Miss X was. She could see the car, which was over a green hill there that's in the cemetery. There's several hills there. She can't see over the top of the hills, but she could see from the angle that you're at, because you're on top of the hill, you could see the car. But I heard no noise, and I never heard the car come up. And since when has any stranger ever approached a mourning person at a cemetery grave to speak to them? I've never heard of it, but these two people came up and spoke to me as I was there prostate with grief. The two people came up to me, and one of them, I believe it was the woman, said, quote, they know, they know. Then they walked away. I saw the car, but without a noise and without seeing them get in the car, they were gone. Suddenly those two people were gone. They said, they know. In other words, that my grandparents know of the grief that I was in. You know, you get a feeling and you just know it was an angel. And they come not to scare you. They appear average looking so that you will not be afraid. Just know. You get that feeling. You just know. Until next time, what do I always tell you? In the words of the immortal she-beast, I'll be back. And until then, happy screams. Happy 